0: Hey, welcome to The Outside Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message.
1: TOC, are you ready to hear what God has in store for you tonight? Tonight is going to be a very special night. A very different night. I am blessed to be alongside with the men of TOC, the pastors. Uh, we have Pastor Chino, Pastor Jose, Pastor Len, and our senior pastor, Pastor Israel Martinez. Tonight, we want to go ahead and do a little, something a little bit different with all of you today. And we want to make it more of a conversation and questions and answers of what is really going on in this world during this pandemic that we are living in. So are you guys ready? All right. Pastor men, I feel so honored. Are you guys ready?
2: We're ready. I know I'm here.
3: What a blessing. Ready.
1: Awesome. All right. So the first question is this. I think that um, there is many people, whether are saved or not saved, are asking themselves, all right, everything that is going on in this world, this whole coronavirus and um, everything that that is really going on and what we're experiencing in, was this sense by God or did he allow it like did God himself send this coronavirus to us
2: well I guess I'll go first Marsha well first of all God bless everybody uh, thanks for joining us and I'm so thankful to be here with everybody else um, I'll give you a short answer no now I'll give you a long answer um, I don't believe that God sent this virus, he didn't send send this pandemic, but he did allow it. And uh, when we look at the Bible, at the very beginning of the Bible, the the very first chapter, Genesis chapter one, and we see how God created the heavens and the earth. And after he created each portion of it, whether it was dry land and and water, or it was the sun and the stars and and everything within it, um, you see that, it says, and it was good. So when I see that, to me, God knew what he was doing. Now, Genesis chapter 1, verses 31 says that when he looks at everything, God saw what he had created. He didn't just see that it was good, but he saw that it was very good. So when I when I reflect on that, and and, and, and I, I contemplate on, on God and, and, and who he is, why would a God that would create everything that was so good, in fact very good, implant a virus into this world. But there was something that happened, and we all know what happened here, and and it was he created man, but he gave man the, the ability to choose. And I believe that at that particular point when man chose and he sinned, that's what allowed. Not just this virus, but all disease, all pain, all suffering to enter into this world So it became part of the, the natural part of this world So God didn't put this in there. It, it was brought up brought upon us by sin It was it's a part of this natural world and he allows it to happen, but through this You know the, the Bible and the Romans tells us he works all things for our good and in John James 1 7 it says he, he's not one to shift like the shadows. He's not going to change his mind. He still sees that this is good here, so he's going to allow it to happen. But through all of this, but through all of this, he's going to work his in his will. He's going to work in each and every one of us, and out of all of this, something good can happen. So no, I don't believe he he brought this upon us, but he allowed it to happen, so he can work even more miracles and give us even more blessings upon our lives.
3: Yeah, I mean, the Bible says that in John 10, 10, that the devil, the enemy, came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came. God came to give us life, and life in abundance. He didn't come to destroy the world or destroy us. He wants us to be saved through him. And because of that, we know and we understand that evil exists, and people uh, are influenced by satanic and demonic um, oppressions and and ideas, and they release that into the world that causes chaos and destruction. And, sickness and plagues, this could have been even a mistake from someone that allowed this virus in the lab to sneak out being influenced by something demonic to now oppress the world and, and, and cause this, this ripple effect that we're facing here today because we know that God's love for us is so great uh, that he bore all our judgment on the cross of Calvary to give us life and to give us a, a future and to remove sickness and disease and that's what the power of God is able to do. So like you said before, Pastor, that in the midst of affliction, we know that we have a God that can turn it around yeah. for our faith. So in the middle of this crisis, we know that God is operating something out of the bad that the enemy tried to do. God will convert it into something good and something positive for his glory, for his, and his honor. And also the Bible tells us that um, to take courage that in the world we will have um, afflictions and, and um, persecution and things will happen. But trust that he has overcome the world. You know, be excited about that. In other words, that, yeah, we're going to experience these things, but we know that God is in control of all things. And he will see us through
0: and give us victory. Amen. 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 I, I agree with both. Um, it's it, You really can't put it any better. I think a lot of times what happens is we as human beings, we look at uh, it's not the fact that people are dying. It's how they're dying. And I think that the element of fear that's connected to the coronavirus is the big thing. Um, but it's not like, you know, uh, millions of people are, are passing away every day, you know? So I think the element of fear, you know, we gotta understand too, just like you guys said, this is all within God's providence. Uh, while we're talking, I actually got a text message about a tornado that hit. And you know, the fear, fear will drop people uh, and, and it killed somebody, I think it was in Oklahoma. It's, it's 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 crazy, um, but you know obviously news media things like that can can always amplify some of the the things that that uh, natural disasters and, and viruses and things like that. But you know people will will, will let fear you know uh, drive them from living in California because of the fear of an earthquake or something like that to move to Missouri and they pass away from tornadoes. You know, so I think it's a, a big element of it is, is how uh, people are, are passing away, how um, things are transpiring that, that the enemy will try to use to, uh, to, to make us power, uh, to make us uh, doubt God but I do believe it's all in his providence. And if you want to see God in these types of times, then you just look at the people that are bonding together. You look at the people that are connecting, the The way the church is rising up, the way that you can't keep us down. We're going to use elements like this to continue to preach the gospel and the good news that God is good and everything that is good comes from God. And you know, so um, I just want to add that to the, to the truth that's been said already. So, amen, I'm in total
4: agreement. Um, I strongly believe everything that was said was true. Um, God did not send this, uh, but he definitely allowed it. Um, another scripture, uh, in the book of Job chapter one, when Satan goes to, uh, to God and he's looking for someone to to destroy, and God says, have you considered my, my son Job? Right? And, um, God says, You know he he challenges him and he says well yeah you know he 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 would never you know uh forsake you or he would never leave you because you protect him because you bless him and you favor him um and god tells him okay well i give you the power long story short right I, i give you the power um to go ahead and take away and do as you please with the things that i have given him but don't touch Right? It was never God's intention to destroy Job's life, uh, but he allowed it. And at the end, he got the glory out of it. Um, yeah, that, that's my two cents. And just just in agreement
2: with, with Pastor Chino, in, in Job chapter 1, after Satan had spoken with God and, and was given the green light to do what he needed to do without touching Job, um, and, and all these things started to happen. Adding on to the element of fear, you know, when when things like this start to happen, people start to panic. Now, and I'm not sure what verse it is, but it's in chapter 1 of Job. Even the servants would run up to Job and say, God sent a fire from heaven. Now, we know by reading the Bible that it wasn't God. It was the devil himself doing all these things. But the misinformed people, adding that element of fear. Saying that God is the one who is sending this when that's, it that's wasn't. Good. So good. you know we have to be mindful. We have to have that discernment to be able to understand what is of God and what is not of God. So when that servant ran to Job saying that God was the one who sent the fire from heaven and burned his, his flock, you know we know that wasn't true. And at this point, this time with this virus and everything else that's happening, people want to shift the blame. They want to say God is doing this, but what is really happening? And again. It, it, it was, again, in my opinion It was from the original sin That
3: allowed this to, to, to enter It started all the way from Adam and Eve You know, we started this, you know, we disobeyed Disobedience is what brings uh, fric- uh, uh, Afflictions And all kinds of stuff into our lives And we have a choice, the power Of choice, you know, to do good Or evil, to be, uh, to be Used by God or to be used by The enemy, the Satan, if you want to call it What it is, you know, so we have a Choice, you know, and we will see in the world, because people make a choice to allow dark spirits or demonic spirits to use them, and it causes what we see now today. You know, you can't say God um, created uh, a situation for a man to kill the brother, or it was God that put an influence and influences this um, person to commit, you know, a rape or, you know, a search, so stuff like that that we see in the world today. That's a product of sin a sin nature that you have allowed yourself to be influenced by satanic spirit that causes you to do these actions, and these things, but God also has given us a choice to serve him, live for him, and be a person that can bring um, peace and love to the world and kind of like the contrary of what we're seeing here today.
0: Amen. Amen. And I'd to say one last thing, you know, uh, people always, speaking with Pastor Jose, uh, a lot of misinformed people will always say, you know, God sent this, and God sent that. Like, oh, no, they, they call it the plague. It's <laughs> like, no, God didn't say that. God sent Jesus, who died on the cross. If you want to know how good God is, that's what he did. He sent his one and only son to die for us. That's what God said. When they talk about the
3: plague, they go all the way to Moses' time, yeah. to Egypt, you know. Uh, we're not in Egypt right now. And, and this is not a personal thing that God, that was a personal um, intervention. This was God delivering his people from the oppression from the hands of the Pharaoh. And God, it was personal. And God had to deal in that fashion with them at that point, but he's not doing that today. We're living in grace and favor. And God is so powerful, almighty, he doesn't need to go that route Amen. to get a point across.
1: One of the things that you guys um, had mentioned was fear. And with fear can come anxiety. Fear can uh, come uh, panic attacks and all, the, all of these things. And the next topic that um, I want to bring up is mental health. Um, and right now, uh, unfortunately, we're having so many people that are facing mental health issues when it comes up to anxiety, depression. Um, fear because they're not even able to leave their house and all of these things. I was actually talking to one of my students today and she said, I'm going to have to drop my class because I, I can't. The fact that I'm not taking my medication the way that me I need to and this whole thing of me being inside my house is driving me crazy. I said, listen, you need to stay and keep yourself busy. But this is somebody, of course, that does not have Jesus. But believe it or not, saved and not even saved People suffer from anxiety. People suffer from from this panic attack and um, depression and loneliness and all these things. This is real in the church and outside of the church as well. What can you tell um, those people that are watching us, you know, right now that are probably feeling some type of anxiety? uh, What's going to happen? We heard on Sunday that, you know, politicians and some people have said that this might not be uh, end until 2022. Can you imagine like us living like this for two more years? You know, And somebody who does not have a, a, a healthy mental state, hearing those news can cause complete anxiety. Could and, and, and I even heard a story the other day too, a man committed suicide because he could not stand the quarantine and he just killed himself. This is the real life issues. So what can you tell somebody who is facing mental health, saved or not saved? I'll
2: start off on that. Um, Proverbs sixteen twenty seven tells us, idle hands are the devil's workshop. And not just idle hands, but idle minds as well. So when when we're told that we have to stay home, or we have to be socially distant, um, when we can't do this or that, go to work, or we're losing our jobs, and we have all these stresses upon our lives, when, when we allow those things to, to take over, when we allow those feelings to take over, um, that, that's when the, the devil has an open door to, to work in your mind, in your heart. Um, so, in, in this period for me, it's, it's been almost like a, a refocusing, a repositioning, if you will. Um, focusing on, on what's actually important. You know, with the time that we're given, you know, oftentimes with our busy schedules that we've always had, I've always had, you know, some of the things that were on the back burner, you know, I'm, I, I'm actually bringing up to the front, I'm giving more importance, you know, uh, faith and family and church and God, you know, those are the things that, you know, sometimes we tend to forget. And now that we have all of this time, you know, being being locked down and quarantined, you know, those are the things we need to refocus on. And, you know, in, in my case, what I was doing um, or what I'm doing now. Is not only just focusing on myself, but with my family and, and, and adding the element of God. What am I doing differently? Can I read more? Can I pray more? Can I, can I involve my children? What kind of conversations am I having with them? Because I know when I grew up, you know, media and communication was kind of was a lot different. You know, we, we, we didn't have access to all this information that, that these kids have today. So now those are the things that we have to talk about with our children because their mental health is important as, as well. So when we, we, when we talk to our children, especially with everything that's going on, you know, we, we, we tell them and we, we're, we're honest about what's going on. But then when we speak about the, the goodness that God um, has for us, the mercy that he has for us, and, 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 and we know that, that he gives us the peace of mind and, and, the, and the peace in our spirits to be able to continue on. And, and in that moment, in those moments, we're able to refocus and, and not allow those negative feelings, not allow those negative thoughts to, to infiltrate our minds, but instead uh, um, make it work out so that, that God can be glorified, not just in
3: ourselves, but in our families as well. That, that's powerful, that's really good. Um, for, that's great, especially if you're a believer, but what if you're not a believer? You know, I believe in professional health also. I believe in professional health. And depending on the severity of your um, depression or fear, anxiety that you have, you need to have a balance. You need to balance your life, and sometimes you need some some things to help you with that. And that's okay. But I understand also that the, the first thing you should seek is God. If you seek the Lord, he will provide you peace, and he will give you a sound mind. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1-7 that God did not give us, or design us with a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. When it mentions sound minds, that's a healthy mind. That's a mind in peace that is not uh, reacting to what's happening in their surroundings. So you have to develop uh, spiritual muscles, or you have to take self-control of your life because no one else is gonna do this for you. So whatever you let into your life is what's gonna either destroy you or build you up or, or empower you or destroy you. So you have to block some things that you are hearing and some things that you are seeing and decide what's gonna go into your life and what's gonna what you're gonna to allow to think or not think in your life because, you know, it's very dangerous out there because what we feed ourselves is what we're gonna become. So we have to understand that the only way I believe, the true and only way to be free from all these um, attacks of anxiety, depression, is the power of, of God in your life. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will guide you to where the are true, and I need someone to guide me to a better lifestyle. I need someone to guide me to peace. I need someone other than myself and my family that will never leave me, that will never abandon me, that will always surround me and create an atmosphere of of peace in my home where I can grow and I can uh, accomplish what God
4: designed me or created me to be, amen? I mean, um, to break it down into sin, and, and Pastor uh, Bisro um, to break it down in simple terms. Um, what are you feeding yourself um, in the sense of spiritually, but also naturally, what what are you doing? You know, are, are, you, are you addicted like a lot of people, addicted to the news, addicted to uh, the media, um, social media, and, and just listening and watching what's going on in like Marsha was saying, uh, you know, the other day it was you know a couple of months. Now they're saying 2022, and just feeding yourself and feeding yourself. Uh, I have a coworker right now that anything that comes out, she just freaks out, freaks out, has anxiety, um, goes nuts, um, but all because she's just feeding herself. What I would say, fake news. Obviously, a lot of the things that are being reported. It's true, but a lot of a lot of it is exaggeration as well. And as Pastor Seth, Pastor Lynn said, it, it creates fear. But what are you feeding yourself? What are, What are you watching? What are you allowing your mind to receive? Your heart to receive? Your spirit to receive? Are you taking the time to um, do your devotions? Are you taking the time um, to uh, speak with your family? Um, you know, hanging out is cool, but are you communicating? Um, Are you feeding yourself Positive things Things to get you through Um, Because I guarantee you If if you watch the news 24-7 But you're not as equally Feeding yourself In the spirit You're going to lose
0: it At some point you're going to lose it Amen I love that Um, It reminds me of when uh, I was laid off From Verizon Uh, I remember telling Brother Justin that I had to keep my mind I call it the great flood the great flood of godly things whether it was worship music all the time whether it was scripture the same thing that tears a lot of uh, people down from following the Lord and the the technology and computers and all the connections were the same things that I was using to build my spiritual life were the same things that I was using to flood my mind with the things of God Uh, prayer and just continuously it's been being laid off. You got nothing but time, so continuously being in the and in, in, in the spirit and, and, and focusing on purpose. A lot of people don't recognize that they have mental illness. A lot of people will um, not recognize that they have a greater purpose. Um, I never want to sound like I'm, I don't have compassion for those that have mental illness, um, and I understand that Jesus is the answer. But just like Pastor said, what about if they're not saved? You know, and, and and I can't expect someone that's not saved to be in the Word of God all day, you know. So I do think that you have to have the mental health. You can't have one without the other. You have to have the mental health expert as well as the Word of God. I believe they are tied together. And there's a lot of great experts that love the Lord as well that will lead you. And not hammer you, but, but help you. Um, and God has anointed them with incredible ability to, to, to seek out that, that root. And so I I believe we have to understand the purpose, just like the mental health expert will find the root of the problem or will at least try to find the root of that problem and that issue. The Bible points us to our purpose and our purpose is simply to glorify God. When we understand that we have a purpose in Christ, our lives look differently. Our lives turn out differently. We head in the direction the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us to all truths. Then we can understand and recognize the lies
1: of the enemy. to uh, reiterate what pastor Israel said as well Um, if you're watching us and you're going through something um, as far as mental health please reach out to somebody Um, reach out to uh, any of these pastors Pastor Anglori, Pastor Erica, Pastor Isis, like, reach out to us. We're here to help you out. Um, and also, if we don't know exactly what to tell you or what to do, we will refer you, we will, we will provide resources for you as well. Because at this time, um, mental health is extremely important. Amen? Some of you guys mentioned time and family, um, and that's going to be our next topic. Um, Family has been brought up a lot now Um, on social media, whether it's videos, pictures, many people are spending time with their family. It's crazy sometimes how busy our life can be and sometimes these things happen for us to kind of take a pause and uh, refocus. On what's inside of our house. Um, So, what have you all have been doing with your family? What is new? Um, What was different before that now you're not doing, or vice versa? What's been happening in you guys' homes? Can someone say amen to a home cooked meal? Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: (laughs) Amen. I feel God. That's it. That's it. And you know, like I said before, in my household, we're very busy. We're on the go all the time so home cooked meals are definitely a blessing during this time I've, I've actually you know googled a lot of recipes and, and taken up cooking myself and I like to cook because I like to eat. Yeah we can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wore a bigger shirt but it it's not just that just the feeding of, of, of the body but the feeding of the spirit and, and like I was saying before um, in speaking with our children because they're, they're so impressionable right now and um, you know, it, it tells us, the Bible tells us that it teach our kids in the ways so that when they get older, they will never depart from it, uh, never depart from the Word. So, you know, taking the time to maybe change things up a little bit, you know, and, and, and not that Bible studies are bad, but I have a teenager at home, and he gets bored with Bible studies very easily, so I find different outlets to be able to speak to him. You know, whether it's in a, a game of, of Cube or going out fishing, and, and we start talking about, you know, the creations and, and, and what God is doing in this world, and, and, and just a little bit here and a little bit there, planting that seed in, in, in order to create that, that, that future, that, that that purpose that they have, and, and to be able to, to grow and water that, um, because, you know, where we might not see a, a result now, we're going to see it later on, so, you know, anything that I can do. Thinking outside of the box to be able to uh, to to pour into my children because that's what we all have to do. For those of us who have children, if you don't have children, you know, one day, amen, amen. So, you know, just doing things a little differently, even a little bit here, a little bit there, and, and, and sharing of the word in your household, being kingdom minded for 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 in my house, being kingdom minded. You know that that does a world of difference, and, and like we were talking about before, you know that that creates the the ambiance, the, the it covers our house in, in peace, to where um, all those things that are on the outside isn't affecting them negatively in a negative way. So you know that that way we 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 develop our children um, in, in the way of, of God and the will of God.
0: Amen. Um, it's been. Straight role reversals in my house. <laughs> that's crazy, y'all. Daddy daycare, teaching kids. What is going on? I, I'm not anointed to be a teacher of children. Right? <laughs> it's definitely not my calling. i have out a lot of great things. The Lord is revealing some cool stuff. <laughs> that's one of them. Stretching. stretching. <laughs> oh, really? <man. laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, so, you know what's in- incredible is, is I'm learning that even with this role reversal, me being home, I've been home for almost a month now. And, you know, I ain't cooking, but he I'm cooking. thinking you get to it. appreciate it. Oh my God. That's why he's so thin because he's <laughs> not cooking. Yo, my wife, my wife is such a blessing, man. She's definitely <laughs> greater than Ruby's. <laughs> <laughs> get the brownie points right now. <laughs> I'm gonna do this thing. Listen, my wife is such a blessing. Oh, What's, what's incredible is that, as I, as I found that you know our roles have reversed quite a bit. She even preached. <laughs> God, is <they're> so good. <laughs> so you know we're definitely spending more time in the Word. Uh, we're spending more time doing um, you know uh, things as a, as a family in Christ, Bible studies, things like that. Um, but you know what's incredible that I noticed. Is, is the time that we're spending hasn't necessarily changed because my wife is still working, I'm, I'm home, but you know, my wife is still working and um, it's, it's not necessarily the time that we're spending together has, has, has been greater uh, in terms of the amount of time, but it's been greater in terms of the quality. A lot of times we can be together, but be distant. A lot of times we can be together and not necessarily from the proximity, like, but just, you know, doing our own things. But, yeah, it reminds me of when I was a kid and my dad would be working so much, and I'm like seven to eight, you know, years old, and I'm, and I'm there, and I'm just like, man, I can't wait for my dad to come home. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. And then he come home, it was just like, yes, this is so awesome. We wouldn't really talk that much, <laughs> but just him being there it was so cool, it was so comforting. That's what I, I, I wanted. And I realized that that's kind of what's going on now. So even if we're not spending 40 hours studying the word and, and, and you know, we're, we're, we're always implementing something, a uh, kingdom in it. But just the presence of being there around my family, just them knowing I'm right here. We're having more meaningful conversations. We're doing more meaningful things. The purpose is, is a little bit deeper in everything we do. When we sit down at the dinner table, we're literally having dinner together every night. And we maybe would eat dinner together twice. <laughs> you know, it's, and it's so, it's so awesome to be able to say that we can do that. We look forward to that. It's such a blessing. And so the home is, is definitely uh, a lost, man, it's just like a lost beauty in American culture nowadays. And I'm so thankful that the Lord has given us this time. To find creative ways to minister because we all zoom. In. I know we all. I know, I know the word zoom was gonna pop up here somewhere <laughs> eventually. Uh, we're all doing that, and, and and they, my kids see it. So you know they, they see us doing this. They see us working together. You know, creating Bible studies or, or creating you know, uh, the, you know, whatever it is that has to do with you know trying to benefit the kingdom. They see us doing that. They're they're connecting. It's just incredible what God's doing. So. Yeah. And, and just to add on
2: that, you know, when, when you were talking about you, uh, your experience with your father just being there, it's, it's almost like um, building those relationships even even closer. You know, that's the word that came to my mind was relationships. And, and speaking of family, it's not just the family unit at home, but the, the, the church family itself. We've been, even though we've been apart all this time, it, as a church family, we've been working on our relationships in, with different methods. He, he mentioned Zoom and we have the Facebook and the Instagram. So we've been building on relationships and actually becoming a, a, a more tighter church and we're, we're being tighter in, 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 in our homes and with our relationships, and and ultimately our our relationship with God is is growing stronger, even in our faith. So that's so important when we speak about family, it's encompassing everything, our households, our churches, and and our relationship
3: with God. Amen, I believe that, you know, that's so true and so powerful, but I also want to add this, that we live in a culture um, that distance family, and um, society and the pressure of both parents having to work. You know, so we live in a fast pace, everybody has to do something, and it takes and robs us from the time that we can invest in our children and, and, and family because, you know, kind of like the, when you, if you have children, you know, a daycare, um, some stranger, some other person is raising your kids you know um, because both parents have to work and come out late and this and then it's a fast pace and we have to catch up with all the things that we wanted to do but we can't do you know and uh, i believe that god through this that he works everything for the good of those who believe and for us and for me i believe that he put a pause you know he put a pause and say this is the way i designed it to be you know family oriented you know that you can invest in your marriage that you can um, invest in your home in your sanctuary the peace of your home, that you know where your children are, what they're doing, that you can invest and pour into them. So it's very important that we take advantage, advantage of this situation because, and not that we didn't do it in the past, because I can tell you, this is a lifestyle for me and for many of us here. You know, we're just adding more time and doing even more, with, you know, because of the time that we have invested. But it's not that we abandoned our homes. Now is the time. I believe that also that God also is um, allowing us to see areas in development, allowing us through this crisis and pandemic or whatever, uh, um, you know, that we isolated or quarantined to see um, where were we lacking at, spiritually, morally, or even in, uh, as a marriage. There are couples that, that can't even find themselves right now. You know, married couples that lived 20 years and, I, and now that they have more time together are uh, in conflict. Okay. Instead of saying, yeah. woo, look at that, we got time to be together, man, let's, let's do this, oh my God. Now they're like strangers in the house because they never developed those intimate relations, you know, that real intimate with the, with the person that they love because it was all about work, it was all about business. It was all about, I'm the provider, but I really don't know you. And that's very really scary and very really dangerous that, that you can grow old and then when you retire, you don't know the person next to you yeah. that you had next to you for 20 years. So thank God Almighty that this is the perfect time. And I believe that things will creep creep out. God will allow things to be manifested, to things to come out for you not to be scared of it, but for you to address it. For you to tackle it and say, you know what? We're not gonna. Thank God, this happened actually because now I know how you feel. Now I know how distant we are together, and we need to work on this like ASAP. You know. Uh, so God provides a way for us to see things in area through a crisis and different situations where where we can turn it for the good instead of uh, bring it a breakup. It will bring more us closer, and then we can um, mend those and those you know areas of wounds or those wounds that we have and I believe this is a time that families have to you know someone said that oh now the church is doing this no no we always did it the thing is that we have to have it has to be personal you can't you know I don't want to say this because you know the mentality of that the church has to do everything for you no you know I I didn't see Jesus chasing the 5,000 multitude and saying you know what I'm gonna go check and see if you're gonna activate what you just learned here, no. They took the word, they applied it, and they lived by what they heard and what they received at the moment. You know, the church is a place of sanctuary where we come together to 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 um, have all the gifts come together that God has given, prophets, uh, you know, preachers, evangelists, you know, all the gifts, you know, come together and it becomes more powerful. And as a, as a, as a place to worship God, a place designed that we all on the same page on, on one, in one accord, where the glory of God is manifested. But after we leave, it's your job to bring Christ to your home, to your, the sanctuary of your home. You need to make an altar in your home. And there, you know, you're gonna begin to, your, your children, you're gonna leave a legacy for your children to uh, um, see what you taught them, what you what are you giving your children um, when you leave church? So it can not be that the church is the one that has to feed you every day. You know we're not victims here; we're more than conquerors. Amen. You know we can't live that I depend on, on Pastor Jose to encourage me. No, I have the mentality of David. I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord, my God. So what am I saying? I'm saying that thank God, Almighty, that God has created this. Um, time that we can identify areas that we need to work self empowerment, self-motivation you know seek the Lord yourself and God will unite you and God will lift you up and God will make great and mighty work through your life
4: that's just what I feel amen amen um touching back on kids um I believe it's a pivotal moment for parents I don't have kids um but I believe it's a pivotal moment uh, for parents to invest in their kids. Our kids are, as a whole, our kids are watching us, right? I remember growing up and um, I knew when something was going on. I, 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 My parents wouldn't tell me what was going on, but I knew there was a problem. Why? Because when there was problems, I would always see them go into their secret place, spend time with God, I would hear them cry, I would hear them pray, they would take turns and sometimes I would join, sometimes I would fall asleep on the floor um, to my mom or dad praying, Um, but I saw those things and it's now when we're going through crisis, moments of crisis when I can repeat what I saw growing up. Um, It's not something that's not normal, it's something normal to me. My reaction is to do this, 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 because I saw my mom and dad do this, this, this. So it's a pivotal moment for parents to invest and, and be an example and show their kids. Um, maybe this wasn't something that we were doing, but this is something that we're going to start doing. Um, you know, uh, like I said, our kids are watching us. And as Pastor said, this is a time to invest. This is the time to show, to teach. And if you don't have, or if you didn't have these habits, now is time to create these habits, right? Um, Because I think it's the only way we're going to survive. And our kids, when they grow up, when they look back at what happened in a moment of crisis, when they go through their crisis, they're going to be able to do the same thing because they learned, right? Um, To answer the question, um, some of the things that we're doing different, um, not too much as immensely changed. You know, we don't have kids, as I said. Amen. But uh, we're definitely doing. Soon enough. Amen. Um, We're definitely doing more daily devotionals. I can't say that. Um, We're having very intentional conversations. Um, We're quality conversations, I would say, right? Um, Reaching out to family typically don't reach out to, not because we don't want to, but as Pastor said, we get so caught up with time. Um, But yeah, definitely reaching out to family, um, communicating with family. Um, But one thing I've been doing personally is trying to strategize what to do not to fall back into normality. Um, One of my biggest fears, as Marsha, for everybody, as a church is to go back to normal. I don't want to go back to normal. Yes, go back to work. Yes, you know, be able to go to a restaurant, you know, um, and, and hug your neighbor and come to church and, and and you know, shake hands and all these things, but um, I don't want to go back to normal. I believe this came for a reason. I believe it, it has shaken us as a church. It's shaken the whole world. It's come to a complete culture shock for the whole world. Everybody is affected by this. Um, and it would be a shame to go back to the same thing, to working long hours, not spending time as pastor said, growing to be 60, 70 years old, and you can't even stand who you're married to. Um, it would be a waste of the season, not to create new habits and to go back to normality. So I'm strategizing on what I can do. And I'm, you know, Marsha, I I talk to Marsha all the time. You know, let's do this, let's do that. Let's make sure we have time for this. You know, let's take walks if we have to take walks, you know, out in the park, in our backyard, around the community. Um, Let's do different things to keep us in these habits. You know what I mean? Um, Because it would be a shame to go back to normality I don't want to go back to normality. Yeah I wanna I just want to add something um if if you
3: guys are, let me add this. Um you can, you can feel this um from many non-believers and they say why now that the church is reacting in such a way um we always been family we always believe that we've done this but I love and I go to Genesis 50 20 with Joseph when he said the father you intended to harm me but God intended it for good to accomplish this is the key right here to accomplish what is now being done the saving of many lives so God is taking the situation and it's making it bigger than anything else that we could ever imagine. And if he put us to go to Zoom and he put us out to do more and to serve the community in a different level, a different way in a midst, that's what the church Is all about, the church is all about helping the poor, helping the needy, helping the lost, or bringing a message of hope, and saving those who are in bondage, and delivering people from um, oppression, and, and healing the sick, laying hands on the sick. So it's our duty, and it's our assignment to do these things. But we also have to understand that God gives us wisdom knowledge and understanding and he caused us to be even more creative to reach even more people because we discern the times. We discern the times and we know that it's bigger than just a pandemic. We know that we are living in anti-season. So God is saying, you know what? I'm working this for the good of those who believe, but I'm also doing this, I believe, and using the church body and many believers in different fashions and different ways because it's for the saving of many lives. It's not for those who are already saved. I don't need to do this. I'm going to heaven. I know I'm saved. I know I have eternity guaranteed for me, but I'm doing it for you, brother. I'm doing it for the Lord, for your cousin, for your sister, for your brother, for someone that does not, in their life, that I want this to be this. I want this to come alive. This what was told that this was done for the saving of many lives. And I believe there's an awakening happening right now because of it.
2: And just like you mentioned, you mentioned Joseph with, with the saving of many lives at, at that particular time with the famine, you know. It, God placed Joseph in a position not just to save his own family, the people of God, but those who weren't even believing. He saved Egypt as well. So even those who weren't believers were fed. And at this particular time, when there was a famine, you know everything was all good then. But now there's a famine, a spiritual famine. God has placed the church in a position to be able to feed the rest of the world that's right. so that's what we're doing we're doing day after day it doesn't matter what's going on, on the outside we're gonna still do God's work we're still gonna be kingdom mining and when people are looking are, are, are having that that spiritual hunger and they're looking for a place to turn to they're looking for a place to go to that's where we were just like
3: Joseph placed in a position to be able to feed right. with the Word of God come on come on and, and, and you know, we have a choice you know that um, Joseph's brothers decided to do evil you know, that there's a choice in this world. So you see things happening, but people choose their route. You know, but Joseph chose the right route to believe God, and that's why we. You might ask, oh, you guys are so encouraged, you guys are so empowered, you know, and, and and so positive. I want that spirit. Well, activate that spirit of Joseph, the spirit of God in you, because he was, you know, he was he went he was processed. He he, he got beat up. He got sold. He was in prison, but he still believed the promises of God. He stood firm in what God said, and that's why we all here right now, not with a pity party, not sad. In the midst of it, we are celebrating a God that is not dead, that is alive and well, and his his promises will come to fulfillment in our lives and in your life too. So we just got to weather the storm, you know, and it brings me to the fact of the disciples when the storms came, come on, because storms come. And I know this is a, a, a forum, but I, I, just wanna, I feel like i like just preaching right now because when the storm comes, you know, Jesus is, is resting, but he's aware of what's happening, amen? And that's why he said, fear not, hallelujah, fear not, because God is in control. So I want to encourage you to believe that God will see us through in the name of Jesus, amen.
1: Oh, all right, yeah. for the last thing I want you guys to go ahead and give an encouraging word to everybody that will watch this um, that's watching this right now um, with the middle of the negativity in the middle of all uh, these news that's going on um, I believe that the church now is standing out I truly believe that you go on social media and there's like 50 lives and Facebook and Instagram. Jesus is everywhere now, thank God for that. Um, So right now, just a minute of encouragement, giving hope to someone that's probably feeling lonely, depressed, having anxiety, probably feel like the world is ending tomorrow, um, maybe somebody that is sick, uh, maybe that somebody knows that, uh, knows somebody that is sick, or somebody that has lost a loved one, or somebody that they know through, th- through um, COVID-19. There's a lot of different scenarios that are happening right now. So um, just for 30 seconds to a minute, go ahead and give an encouraging word. To well, somebody. I'm gonna start
3: it off, you know, and I'm gonna stand because you go ahead, I think we all ahead, have because we're gonna stand in the Word of God, we're gonna stand in the promises of God, and what God has promised His people, and has promised you. And I believe without thought in my mind that God will see us through, and He will see you through in victory. God is a solid rock that will never forsake us, that will never leave us, that will never abandon us. And this is the season. This is the time to seize and open up your heart and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Make Him yours right now, and you will see peace in your home. You will see deliverance in your home. You will get. Uh, you will receive protection over your children and over your, uh, uh, your destiny and your future. So I believe right now that if you believe the scriptures of God and you submit yourself to God, I mean, you don't have to fear anything. I mean, because God will always be there for you and surround you, guide you, protect you. Amen. He is a loving God. He's He's not here to, to judge you. He's here to deliver you. He's not here to condemn you. He's here to save you. He's not here to destroy you. He's here to give you a life and a future. So receive him to Today, amen. And be empowered. Don't delay. Don't delay. Come to him today and receive salvation in your life. That's what I have for you today. Just trust God always. Always. Don't You don't put your trust in man. You don't put your trust in government. You don't put your trust in society. You place your trust in the hands of Jesus. The Bible says that he has his hands. He has the world in the palm of his hands. Amen. And you are there. Hallelujah. He knows your name. Amen. And he's is willing and able to set you free today in the name of jesus i pray right now that you receive them in your life amen so your life can be whole and in joy and in deliverance in jesus name i pray amen. amen 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 okay okay so
2: in john chapter 9 uh verses 1 through 4 there was a blind man now in the first couple of verses even the disciples and this kind of goes full circle with with the very first question about placing blame and the disciples Again, watch who you're listening to. The disciples themselves said his parents, the blind man's parents, must have sinned. That's why he was born blind. But but Jesus said, no, it, it wasn't because they sinned. God allowed it. For his glory to be shown, for his works to be shown. So while I, and Jesus says, while I'm in this world, I am the light of this world. And, and that same light that, that was at that sign at that time, that same that same Jesus that worked wonders, that same Jesus that healed the blind man, that same light is is in each and every one of us that's here right now. That same light is in each and every one of you believer that's watching right now. And for those who are not believers, that same light is available to you. So when you're when you think you're in the middle of a dark place, when you think you're you're having a hard time with it. That light, all you have to do is seek it. With each one of us here, we're a beacon in this world. On, Believer, we're a beacon in this world. For, for somebody to turn to, And you know what we're going to say? We have the answer, and his name is Jesus. And when you can accept that Jesus into your heart, you can get that light. And in that middle of the darkness, things are going to open up for you. Things are going to clear up for you. And you're going to see the path. You're going to see what God has planned for your life. So, yes, a, Accept Jesus, look for Jesus Open up your heart to him And you'll see what he has for you I encourage you, I encourage you And I push you, and I challenge you To take that step forward Towards, towards Jesus, the light of this world
0: Amen, Amen. Yes, yes. Appreciate that word, Bishop I'm
1: going to step
0: down Because I'm not sure if you can my Praise the Lord you know, it's, it's funny because I started Marcia, and Pastor just said the word that I have. is literally one word. It's hope. <laughs> hold on to hope. But that I can sit down. Uh, when you receive the Lord Jesus into your life, and you understand that He'll never leave you nor forsake you, you can hold on to hope. See, the word hope looks different when we look at it in Webster's Dictionary. It's tied to personal desire. And us as Christians, yes, it's tied to our personal desire, but our personal desire is tied to the word of God, which is tied to the will of God for our lives. So we understand that we have hope, hope in what we have, hope that God has a future planned out for us. We have hope that the Lord will never leave us, nor forsake us. We have hope that God is coming back in the form of Jesus Christ, who is not playing any games. He's coming back to save his people. He's coming back to deliver his people. He's coming back for his bride. Amen. And that's the hope that we have. so man will fail you, but, but Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. So with that, you can understand that you have delight in the desert because he is for me. He's not against me. He is for you. He's not against you. So you can have joy in, in the jungle that you're going through, a perilous times. You can have, you can have peace in peril, understanding that the Lord Jesus is with you, understanding that he sent his, that, that, that God sent his son to go through hell. To defeat that hell in the grave for us, it's, it's, there's a peace there that that will that transcends anything we can we can even put into words. Yes. So with that, I just want to leave you that you can understand that you can have hope even in even in the the craziest wilderness. Have hope. That's right. Have hope, Come on. Amen.
4: You feel <laughs> the right? Now. Yes. Amen. Revelations 12 11 it says We will overcome By the blood of the lamb And the word of their Testimony and I strongly believe my word I'm sorry my word is overcome um, I believe that we will Overcome we will overcome This uh, we already Have the victory uh, Victory is on the other side of this And it has our name on it Amen um, I had a friend a buddy of mine tell me uh, what do I do I feel like God is not saying anything I feel like God is silent right now and I feel like a lot of people are thinking the same thing Um, but I have learned in life that when God is the quietest is usually when he is the closest amen so God has not forsaken us we are not alone we have him he is with us and we have the victory Right, uh, We're going to get through this The same way that, that, that Job's normality was Touched and shaken um, God was with him the whole time He pulled his hair, he cursed the day That he was born, he went through struggles uh, Amen, but he had the Victory at the end of the day He, he never forsake God He never cursed God And I believe this is a pivotal moment for the church To show the world Who we really are and what we're really Made of and who the God that we serve really is. Amen? So don't lose hope. Have hope, as Pastor Len said. Um, We have the victory. Um, Celebrate it. Come on. Act like this thing is over. Uh, don't I like this. Don't go outside. <laughs> no, no, don't no, no, do that. <laughs> uh, but at home, act like this is over. Confess, this thing is over. Believe, believe. And believe. And pray. There's a vaccine on the way. God, make it come, make it leave the way it came. As quick as it came, as quick as it needs to go in the name of Jesus. Amen. But have hope and have faith is a pivotal moment for the church and even though it makes no sense it's time to celebrate because what's on the other side of this is gonna blow all of our minds
3: Amen. Amen. I just want to say this for the word hope as I was looking at the word hope it's it, to me it means and I wrote it down heavenly opportunity providing eternity heavenly opportunity providing eternity amen that's what hope does amen it gives you an opportunity amen hallelujah it gives you hope it gives you an opportunity and it provides us eternity amen eternal salvation in jesus christ because we our hope is placed in him and him alone his name
4: is jesus amen, amen. 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 you need to make a shirt out of that <laughs> yes for sure amen amen TLC, so you see
1: where are you where are at go ahead and give a round of applause for our pastors men men pastors um, that has given um that has separated this time to be able to pour into each and every one of us. I believe that this was amazing, this this was powerful, and we all pray that this word can minister to all of you out there that are watching us today. So we bless you, we cannot wait to see you, we love you TOC, and our senior pastors with the final words.
3: Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord, may the Lord continue to bless you. Thank you so much for spending this beautiful time with us. Um, it's been amazing, every Sunday God has just um, taken us to another level in ways to, to um, spread the gospel um, to many lives and I'm just so thankful for the fidelity the faithfulness of the church body and each and every one of you gathering family members together in one accord, just receiving the word, you know, just opening up your heart, just connecting with the entire church body. So I'm so thankful for your life and we all here. Come into agreement, and we all here are praying for you, amen. You are not alone, you're not alone. Just remember that just because we are at a distance and we can't hug you, we are giving you hugs every day in our knees. You know, when we get down on our knees, we are praying for you to be, uh, for the Lord to be your provider of your home, um, for the Lord to open up doors if you lost your job. Amen, for us to be able to help you as well. We are asking God, what can we do? Not only for our church um, brothers and sisters, but for the world, for the entire world. What can we do better? How can we serve? How can we bless? How can we ex- extend our hands, amen? So we do all of this, amen, that takes time, amen, because, solely because we love you and we care, amen. As T.O.C. family, amen, we are a loving church. We love to hug, we love to uh, um, embrace, we love to empower, we love to build you up, we love to um, 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 restore you, to send you. Amen? So, I want to just say thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts, and we bless you. Take care, be blessed, have a blessed and prosperous week. Amen? And we can't wait to see you throughout the week, and Zoom, chats, and whatever God has led us to do, just connect. Amen? Because we want to see your face, and we want to just tell you, we care, and we love you. God bless you.